When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We are indeed having a lovely day here on the overnight crowd on SEN, your home of sport, crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, and through your digital radio dials. Plenty of NFL results over the weekend and plenty of NFL results this morning, namely Philadelphia getting the job done against the Dallas Cowboys 26 to 17 in front of its adoring home fans in Philly at Lincoln Financial Field. But... Joining us on the line from the US of A is our US sports correspondent. It is Chris Perkins. He joins us on the line. A very good morning to you, Chris. How are you? Well, good morning. Uh, you sure you want to pick the scab right right away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 Eagles, just get let's just get it over and done with. Let's get it over and done with. <laughs> Cooper Rush, not great. We're gonna rip the band. We're gonna rip the bandaid off straight away. Okay, hey. Whatever, hey, whatever you want to do. That, that was rough for you. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I, I didn't expect too much. I thought Russ, Cooper Rush would have been a little bit better than than throwing three intercepts. But uh, this is this is probably the best team that, that Dallas has come up against. And we've seen the form that the LA Rams have shown this season. Not exactly great, but... Uh, the Eagles look uh, look particularly look particularly good today, and uh, all kudos to them. Yalen Hurts wasn't absolutely amazing, but did the job. Fifteen out of twenty five, one hundred fifty five yards, two touchdowns, and uh, Miles Sanders was the one that really hurt us from a rushing perspective. Yeah, he certainly did. I mean, you know, maybe not necessarily the numbers, only seventy one yards on the ground, but uh, you know, got a touch, got a touchdown. And some big yards in key situations, and the running game for the Eagles, uh, it was it was absolutely on point. They didn't need Jalen Hurts to go out and throw for 350 yards last night because that offensive line was so dominant and it's anchored by the Aussie himself, Jordan Mailata. We we see every game why the Eagles signed him to that four-year, 60-plus million dollar extension. He has been, he gets better every game you watch at left tackle for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. That man's going to be an All Pro. There, there is no doubt in my mind that Jordan Mailata very soon is going to be an All Pro at left tackle. He is turning into one of the best in the league already. And remember, he has played American football all that long. Mm-hmm. He's still, you know, at times kind of raw, but you see him developing into that, that dominant left tackle, that brick wall you need protecting a quarterback's blind side. It's beautiful. Yeah, spot on, spot on as well. And uh, interesting to see as well, uh, another former, another former, well, a, a, an Aussie Aussie footballer, Australian rules footballer, Aaron Sipos in the, uh, in the punting, uh, in the punting team for the Philadelphia Eagles, six and zip. And do you think, and this is the question that I've been sort of trying to get my head around. I think, 
Dallas has way more upside than what Philadelphia is just purely because Dak Prescott will be back uh, probably next week against Detroit by the looks of it. Yeah, that's that's the plan. He's a, I saw a story that he's eyeballing next week's game against Detroit. I and and really, what after what happened last night, this should put that you know, well, when Dak gets back, should Cooper Rush start? Uh, that should put that to bed. What mm-hmm. happened last night? Now, you know, the Eagles they are they're they're the best team in the league. They're the most complete team in the NFL, and they are at least a team you would consider to be one of the favorites to win the NFC. I'm not going to put them there yet because this rise has been pretty quick. And I always want to, always want to pump the brakes just a little bit on teams that, that rise really quickly, but six and oh, you don't argue with this. They're the last unbeaten team in the league. Uh, They, they just went out. They were up 20 to nothing on the Cowboys, a team that has been pretty good all season, even with Cooper Rush as the starting quarterback. Yeah, the Cowboys have have a lot more upside. The problem is the Cowboys now find themselves in a bit of a hole. They're two games back the Eagles. They're sitting third in the division. They've got they're gonna have to leapfrog both the Giants and the Eagles to to get that home playoff game. Yeah, spot uh, on this year. Spot on. So uh, uh, that, yeah, they, yeah. they've they've kind of put themselves in a in a bad position, but yeah, I think I think I think for to to pertain to your point as well. I think th- th- there is a case of teams peaking too early as well, Chris. But I think that what you've mentioned there is that th- they're just an all-round team at the moment, and there's no, you know, I can't really see their momentum stopping. I think the the big test was today against this Dallas Cowboys defense, but to put 20 points on them in that second period was was phenomenal to watch. I know, obviously, for, from my end, it was a bit detrimental, but. Uh, just to see it from a neutral and just to, to admire what they did in that period was just was sensational. And then finishing off the job in, in the last. And, you know, I think saying that they're favourites to take out the NFC East, I don't think it's a really, I don't think it's a, it's a big statement. I, I think it's, I think it's true just based on what they've done this season. Uh, let's move away from that game. Cause it still hurts me a little bit, uh, Chris, but the bills, well, this was, this was championed as, one off, if not the game of the round, outside of outside of uh, the Eagles and Cowboys, and uh, well, the Bills they've rocked up, and Josh Allen oof, three touchdowns, twenty seven completed passes, three hundred twenty nine yards, and he just proves the NFL and just shows everyone why he is one of, if not the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, we're, we're going to keep having this argument for a while. What we're starting to see is we're starting to see the next great quarterback rivalry in the NFL. It's between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes because they're two great teams who are going to wind up meeting every year based on either, you know, the fact that the rotation falls, that the AFC West, the AFC East, or that they finish in the same position in their respective division every year. Kind Kind of like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning back you know, 15 years ago. All right? So we, we're setting up to see this, this new rivalry each and every year, and we want every game we can get. This is their fifth meeting in two years already. So, so we're getting that rivalry building between 
two teams that aren't necessarily natural rivals. But, but yesterday in Kansas City, the Bills were two-and-a-half-point favorites. And this you, know, you question it because Patrick Mahomes had never been a home underdog before. And you, you're kind of thinking, no, this is Arrowhead. The Chiefs are going to get this done in front of the Chiefs' kingdom. Credit to the Buffalo Bills, and this is proof by they're one of the best in the AFC, is the Bills went in, they handled their business. They were behind, they, you know, they, they took the lead, they fell behind, but then they got the job done late. Uh, they, they get the touchdown, I think, I think it was to uh, Gabe Davis, or I know Gabe Davis had one touchdown in the game. I'm, I'm pulling, I'm refreshing my memory. No, that final touchdown, it was to, of all people, Dawson Knox with 64 <laughs> seconds left. Now I'm refreshing my memory. Um, throws the touchdown pass to, to Dawson Knox. First touchdown pass of the year to Knox. He gets it with a minute four left to give the Bills the lead. And you're thinking 64 seconds to go. There's no way. There's Mahomes, it's too much time. Last year in that playoff game, Mahomes did him in 13 seconds. At the end of the first half yesterday, he did him in 12. Got got the Chiefs into field goal range in 12 seconds. And Harrison Butker gets a 62-yarder to tie it going into halftime. You're thinking 64 seconds. This is an eternity for Patrick Mahomes. Second play, energy. Exception drives everybody. Yep, it's it's uh, sayonara, sayonara for for Patty Mahomes. With that regard, and it's just amazing. And I think we speak about it all the time: is that when you know you're under the pump with very little time, you have to make those plays. But when you've just got that little bit of leniency, you've still got you know an extra twenty, thirty seconds under your belt. You know, maybe that you're still worried, but you know that you might have an extra play or two under your belt that you could still drive forward with. But Credit to the Bills, getting the job done. Now, the one player I wanted to talk about with you, Chris, now you mentioned him a couple of weeks ago on the overnight crowd. Now, he went out of this game uh, uh, for Pittsburgh with concussion, but Kenny Pickett, geez, he was on track to have a sensational game in Pittsburgh's win against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mitch Trubisky obviously came on and replaced him, but I reckon you might have found one there with Kenny Pickett, Chris. Yes, it is the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Paul Sebastiani with you in the SEN studios, taking you right up to 3 a.m. across the eastern coast of Australia. We've got Chris back on the line. The phone lines are back up and about as we chat all things American sports, in particular the NFL. And just before we headed to that break and we chopped off, uh, Chris, I asked him about Kenny Pickett. Now, Chris picked him out uh, a couple of weeks ago. He said there is a, there's a new era dawning at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And before he went off with a concussion, he looked like he was going to be in for an absolute world beater of a game. Pittsburgh still got the job done against Tampa Bay. But uh, Chris, what have you made of, of this of this beginning to the career for, for Kenny Pickett? Looks sensational before he went off with concussion. Yeah, it, it, it's a nice start for him. Uh, I hope this isn't a long-term injury issue. For, for Kenny Pickett because I listen, I was on Pickett when the draft order came out saying Pittsburgh needed to grab him. Local guy played at the University of Pittsburgh. Be a real easy transition for him to play in for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Plus the Steelers are a very good organization. They they are 
you know, they don't fire coaches on a regular basis. They hardly ever. They have, they've had three coaches in 50-plus years. Uh, this It's a stable organization in Pittsburgh. And, and a lot of teams that get, you know, draft high, highly rated quarterbacks aren't necessarily the most stable organization. That's why they're picking high and getting those highly rated quarterbacks high in the draft. They're bad football teams. The, the Steelers were, you know, they, they, I think they've got their guy. I, I just hope this is a, this is a short-term thing when he went with, with, with the concussion. Uh, they wind up beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers yesterday, 2018, when nobody thought they had a shot. Remember, Pittsburgh got killed last week by Buffalo. And you're figuring, okay, this is you know, part of the rookie growing pains. You kind of eat this year to start building toward next year and beyond. But come out, pick it, throws a touchdown pass straight away to, to Najee Harris. Goes out with a concussion, but uh, they they still wind up hanging on to win 20 to 18 over Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, they do indeed. Uh, great great win for for Pittsburgh. They go to two and four now, and uh, could maybe salvage something towards the back end of the season. Uh, now the team I really wanted to to focus on, and now one of our callers uh, last week uh, by the name of Kingy goes by the nickname of Kingy. He gave us a list of teams to to really be worried about, and. One of those teams that he was very that he had the alarm bells ringing for was the Green Bay Packers. They were walloped by the Jets, twenty-seven to ten. What do you make of what's going on at Green Bay? What did I say last time we talked about the Jets-Packers game? I, I recall mentioning something about that game Friday. Enlighten me. I feel like you were spot on. I, I think I said, watch for the Jets against the Packers. This is a sneaky good team. I said something to that effect. I like where they're going. Zach Wilson, he won his first two starts. Um, had a great one against Miami last week. I like Brees Hall. I like that wide receiver core. I love that defense. Sauce Gardner and, and company on defense. Uh, they're the Jets. I think the Jets are a sneaky good team. They went to Lambeau and and curb stomped the Packers. The Packers are traditionally <laughs> a great team. And, and to have the Jets go into Lambeau and just beat the snot out of them, I mean, that wasn't really even a game. Now, the offense, it was not great. You know, Zach Wilson threw for 110 yards. Um uh, they, they only had something like 250 total yards in the game. I don't have the stats pulled up right in front of me, but, you know, they, they weren't great. But they were opportunistic. They got to get a scoop and score off a blocked punt, and their defense holds up. They keep the, with the exception of one drive, they keep the Packers out of the end zone all day. Yep. That incredible. was a great defensive yep. performance. And, and, and how, about that? How, about this for, how about this for being a New York football fan right now? If you would have shown me back, if you would have, if you would show me somebody who said back in August that six weeks in the Giants and the Jets would be a combined nine and three, I would show you a really bad liar because <laughs> nobody saw this coming. No, I don't the think Giants anybody did. One, the Jets six or four and two. Oh man! Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy what's going on in uh, in that side of. Uh, in that side of town, uh, or on that side of town, they both teams doing a fantastic job. But the Green Bay Packers—it's another 
another second half fade out, Chris. I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on with them over there, but was it maybe a case of they were a little bit jaded from from the flight back over from Europe? It could maybe that could be the case, and maybe they bounce back next week in uh, in uh, in week seven. Who have they got next week? They've got the Commanders next week, so you would think if they can't beat the Commanders, Chris, that that could be almost season over. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think this is this is a deeper issue, Packers, in all honesty. I mean, they their their wide receivers aren't really gelling with Aaron Rodgers. He's not getting great protection. Uh, I, I think this this is a team wide issue. So we thought last week that second half against the Giants, where they weren't moving the ball all that well, and and, and it did continue. But really, we've seen that this year, where where the Packers have had those struggles. Uh, and, and you run up against good defense, uh, like like the Jets obviously have, uh, like the Giants have. Uh, that's that's a problem for you, and they they're just not able to move the ball all that well. So I, I think this the issues are deeper. Yeah, it would seem that way at the moment. Uh, a text that's coming through, Chris, uh, from Johnny uh, Mood Dog, South Morang. Uh, ask Chris, can my Raiders still make the playoffs? The Las Vegas Raiders one and four at the moment, and Look, you would think just as things stand, just given the way that, you know, that the losses have started to pile up. And I think they had the bye this week from from what I'm looking at. And then this coming week, they play the Houston Texans, who, I mean, in, in all reality, I mean, at home, you'd think Las Vegas can get the job done against, uh, against Houston, Chris, surely, next week. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think this would be, next week will be a get-right game for the, for the Raiders, if they lose to Houston, they're toast. All right, write this season off if they lose to Houston next week. If they win, okay, it's kind of a get-right game. They're, they'd be two and four, and in, in a position to maybe string some wins together. But you know, they got to start it now because they they have lost a ton of ground. I mean, they're three. They're they're, what, two and a half games back of Kansas City now, even with Kansas City's loss yesterday. Uh, that's a lot of ground to make up in a 17-game schedule when you got 11 games left. Yeah, it feels, or 12 games left. Feels so. that way for the, it feels that way for the, for the Raiders at the moment. Uh, let's get on to the final game for uh, match week, uh, for week six of the NFL. Chris, it's the, well, Denver Broncos were part of an absolute snooze fest against the Colts last week hopefully this game uh monday night football is a little bit more of a uh, entertaining one los angeles Chargers versus the denver broncos before we get to the to the break here chris uh your just analysis of this game who you think wins and why uh i'm gonna say the chargers win this one they're just flat out the better team uh i I need a Monday night miracle, but I need two Monday night miracles for my fantasy team. I'm way behind. I, I'm facing, I'm going against Austin Eckler, so I need him to pull. I need him to pull his hamstring, um, and I need Jerry Judy to go. I need Russ to cook with, with Jerry Judy, like for four touchdowns, and I need ask Eckler to miss a game and maybe fumble right before he goes out. Chris, uh, I think I think you need I think you need a lot of hamstrings pulled in your in your area of the in your area of the world at the moment. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> uh, the, the problem with needing Russ to cook is um, <laughs> if you ask Russ to cook, there's a likelihood he's going to burn the whole damn place down. <laughs> um, the Chargers are just flat out better. Uh, they they should win this game comfortably. ESPN is hoping there are some touchdowns tonight, unlike the Broncos' last game, uh, because uh, they they would like to have nice TV ratings. I, I see this one as a blowout. I think the Chargers win this one very comfortably tonight. They're just too good. Uh, you know, um, Herbert, a quarterback, Mike Williams. They got they they got Eckler, who's going to go for a hundred plus from scrimmage. Uh, I'm going to get blown out in fantasy. So yeah. Uh, the Chargers win this one easily. Yeah, okay. Very good, very good. Chargers win that one easily. A couple of other games just to get through from uh, week six of the season. Uh, the LA Rams defeating the Carolina Panthers. The Rams looked okay, you know, in that second half. Ran away with the game uh, in the end, despite trailing at halftime 10-7. to 7. And Is it a game where you can really put hang your hat on the LA Rams and say they're back? From my perspective, I say no, just because Carolina has been so poor this year. But maybe it gives them a little bit of confidence going forward, Chris. For me, I'm saying no. I don't think they can. I don't think they can get back to the the form that they showed last season, just because there are too many teams that have gone past them. And I think they really need to rekindle that plus more, really. And uh, personally, I can't see it happening. Yeah, the Rams just beat a team that fired their coach. And, and oh, by the way, ejected one of their own wide receivers in the second half yesterday. The, the, you know, it, it, it's fine. It's a com- you got a W. It goes into your tally. You take nothing from it. Now, had the Rams lost that game, start running up more red flags than you see in a Mayday Parade in Phase <laughs> 8. But, you know, they won the game. They won it comfortably. Okay, go on to next week. Let's let's see you play a real team. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to look at it. I mean, the Rams as well. Now, they go to 3-3 three and three after that win against the uh, Panthers today. And then next week, if we have a look at their fixture, I'm just looking at it through at the moment. I think they might have, from what I'm looking at here, I think they might have a break next week just by judging the Week 7 table. But then uh, after that, it looks like they play, yeah, they play the 49ers on the 31st of October. That's Australian time over here. But, uh, Chris, we'll take a quick little break here. We'll give you a a buzz back after the break to chat things. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.